Chapter Sixteen of the Queen's Necklace by Alexandre Dumas. The translator is unknown. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Gail Timmerman Vaughan. Chapter Sixteen, Mesmer and Saint Martin. The fashionable study in Paris at this time, and that which engrossed most of those who had no business to attend to, was mesmerism a mysterious science badly defined by its discoverers who did not wish to render it too plain to the eyes of the people dr mesmer who had given to it his own name was then in paris as we have already heard from marie antoinette this dr mesmer deserves a few words from us as his name was then in all mouths he had brought this science from germany the land of mysteries in seventeen seventy seven he had previously made his debut there by a theory on the influence of the planets he had endeavoured to establish that these celestial bodies through the same power by which they attract each other exercised an influence over living bodies and particularly over the nervous system by means of a subtle fluid with which the air is impregnated but this first theory was too abstract one must to understand it be initiated into all the sciences of galileo or newton and it would have been necessary for this to have become popular that the nobility should have been transformed into a body of savants he therefore abandoned this system and took up that of the lodestone which was then attracting great attention people fancying that this wonderful power was efficacious in curing illnesses unhappily for him however he found a rival in this already established in vienna therefore he once more announced that he abandoned mineral magnetism and intended to effect his cures through animal magnetism this although a new name was not in reality a new science it was as old as the greeks and egyptians and had been preserved in traditions and revived every now and then by the sorcerers of the thirteenth fourteenth and fifteenth centuries many of whom had paid for their knowledge with their lives urbain grandier was nothing but an animal magnetizer and joseph balsamo we have seen practising it mesmer only condensed this knowledge into a science and gave it a name he then communicated his system to the scientific academies of paris london and berlin the first two did not answer him and the third said that he was mad he came to france and took out of the hands of dr stork and of the oculus Wenzel a young girl seventeen years old who had a complaint of the liver and gutta serena and after three months of this treatment restored her health and her sight this cure convinced many people and among them a doctor called disnel who from his enemy became his pupil from this time his reputation gradually increased the academy declared itself against him but the court for him at last the government offered him in the king's name an income for life of twenty thousand francs to give lectures in public and ten thousand more to instruct three persons who should be chosen by them in his system mesmer however indignant at the royal parsimony refused and set out for the spa waters with one of his patients but while he was gone desnon his pupil possessor of the secret which he had refused to sell for thirty thousand francs a year opened a public establishment for the treatment of patients mesmer was furious and exhausted himself in complaints and menaces one of his patients however m de bergasse conceived the idea of forming a company they raised a capital of three hundred and forty thousand francs on the condition that the secret should be revealed to the shareholders it was a fortunate time the people having no great public events to interest them entered eagerly into every new amusement and occupation and this mysterious theory possessed no little attraction professing as it did to cure invalids restore mind to the fools and amuse the wise everywhere mesmer was talked of what had he done on whom had he performed these miracles to what great lord had he restored sight 
to what lady worn out with dissipation had he renovated the nerves to what young girl had he shown the future in a magnetic trance the future that word of ever entrancing interest and curiosity voltaire was dead there was no one left to make france laugh except perhaps beaumarchais who was still more bitter than his master rousseau was dead and with him the sect of religious philosophers war had generally occupied strongly the minds of the french people but now the only war in which they were engaged was in america where the people fought for what they called independence and what the french called liberté and even this distant war in another land and affecting another people was on the point of termination therefore they felt no more interest just now in monsieur mesmer who was near than in washington or lord cornwallis who were so far off mesmer's only rival in the public interest was saint martin the professor of spiritualism as mesmer was one of materialism and who professed to cure souls as he did bodies imagine an atheist with a religion more attractive than religion itself a republican full of politeness and interest for kings a gentleman of the privileged classes tender and solicitous for the people endowed with the most startling eloquence attacking all the received religions of the earth imagine epicurus in white powder embroidered coat and silk stockings not content with endeavouring to overturn a religion in which he did not believe but also attacking all existing governments and promulgating the theory that all men are equal or to use his own word that all intelligent beings are kings imagine the effect of all this in society as it then was without fixed principles or steady guides and how it was all assisting to light the fire with which france not long after began to consume herself End of chapter sixteen